Hey guys, it is Jen with When the Vows Break, and this evening you are going to get a glimpse into the life of AJ because she is going to give us our, um, well, she's going to give us her story. You guys got a glimpse of my story and where I came from, and tonight it's AJ's turn. She is co-host of When the Vows Break. This is a venture that we're doing together, and I'm really excited to be interviewing her tonight. How are you doing tonight, AJ? I am well. Hi, ladies. Good evening. So let's get right into it. Okay. You you have been divorced for how long? Okay. I my divorce was final in 2013. We separated in 2010. So for me, it's been, I always say it's been about eight years um, of singlehood. Okay, so eight years of singlehood. So you are definitely further along in your journey than I am because I'm like fresh, fresh, new, divorced, single mom learning how to co-parent. So I'm definitely going to have questions for you and need guidance because I'm sure that you've been, you know, through what I'm going through already. Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so you've been divorced for eight years. Um, You do have children, correct? Correct. Uh, my son is, um, he's 17. He will be 18 um, in a few months. And my daughter is 11. She will be 12 this year. So that has been, I think, the most challenging aspect of divorce is, I think, trying to set boundaries and, and, and just trying to raise children with different, you know, parenting perspectives. I think that's probably been the, the hardest part of the journey is, is trying to balance that out and still, you know, having a little bit of sanity that you can preserve for yourself. But Mm -hmm. I think if I had to, you know, look at the biggest struggle, I think it would, it would have to be juggling uh, parenting from two different households. Okay, definitely. So let's jump back a little bit and just tell me, you know, while you were married, like how far were you into your marriage before you knew you had to reevaluate and something had to change or you were just going to throw up the deuces sign. Okay. Um, I think for me, it was, I think like you, people always say, you know, when a light bulb goes off for me, the light bulb went off when not only finding about, um, you know, the infidelity, but I think celebrating my 40th birthday, Mm -hmm. I think that was monumental because I look at each birthday decade as a, as like the next phase of life. So oh, yeah. when I started to reflect on this, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I'm turning 40. I'm evaluating a lot of things going on in my life. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what is it that I want to do next as far as like on the work front, you know, how are things here, you know, as far as my home life. And that's where I felt like that was just crumbling. It was just deteriorating month by month. And I think turning 40 made me realize that I did not want to live the next decade with this person. Um, And I, and I, and it was just, I don't know. I think for, for me, just that one birthday, because people always say, you know, you have your specific milestone birthdays. And I know a lot of people will always, you know, celebrate every 10 years and they'll do something, you know, spectacular. I mean, for me, it was taking a trip to Miami, you know, having some me time, me an opportunity to really reflect 
And then when I returned home and as I started, you know, going into the next year, I didn't see anything changing. You know, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't happy. I did not feel, you know, valued and appreciated. And then to find out that your spouse is, you know, having a, you know, an extra, you know, marital relation, you know, is having a relationship outside of your marriage. I think that was, that was the icing on the cake. You know, I think it takes a little bit for it to kind of sink in. You, you have, I mean, I had suspicions and it was just a matter of putting everything together, but Mm -hmm. I think ultimately it was going into that next phase of, of my life. And I just did not want to live like that. I didn't want to feel, you know, that I needed to stay just for the sake of the kids, because I felt Mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, it's, it's about my happiness, my, me being fulfilled. And I just no longer felt like being married was going to give me, you know, what I needed for the next phase of my life. And I did not feel like this was the person I needed to grow old with. Obviously, you know, our values and our beliefs were not in sync. And right. I just did not want to stay in a relationship and raise children to give them this false sense of what marriage looks like. When mm-hmm. in reality, you're looking at two unhappy people just like coexisting. And I just found myself feeling more like a roommate as opposed to a spouse. And right. I think ultimately... I want, you know, I want to be honest with my kids. And I just felt like, "Mm, this, this isn't what I want to show my kids. Like, I don't want to show them that, you know, a relationship is about, you know, burying the truth. I feel like you should be extremely transparent with your children, you know, depending on, of course, their maturity level. But I didn't want to live, you know, in this falsehood because I've seen it too many times. And I just think, you know, that should not be your final story. Right. I definitely can relate to a lot of that. I think that um, that's probably where I went wrong a little bit because I was just so stubborn and my pride got in the way that I just felt like I had to hold my family together no matter what. And then it just got to the point where I was like, this is pointless. It makes no sense. It's not positive for anyone. And it's just best if, you know, I move on. Um, So I definitely commend you for seeing that when you saw it and not like holding on and just being miserable while everything's like snowballing. Mm -hmm. And I think think as women, I think we're conditioned to believe that, you know, we're supposed to stick it out. Mm -hmm. And I love the resilience of, I think these, like the generations that follow, like my grandparents' generations, my mom's generations, because I think we're, we're seeking way more out of our lives you know, because I feel like we, we're so much more than just someone's, you know, a mom, a wife. Like, I just feel like we're always seeking, you know, being fulfilled and being happy. And I think that also helps a lot when you, when you really evaluate, you know, is this where I want to be? You know, and what, what I look at it as what is the return? You know, of course, we're investing a lot of our energy, a lot of our time into individuals when we're married. And I mean, granted, it goes both ways. However, if you're if I felt like there was no return on all of the angst that I was feeling. So it was just time to pull out for me. Right. 
Well, okay, so fast forward, you decided to go ahead um separated before the divorce was finalized. We were separated for exactly three years before everything, like before everything was signed off on. So it wasn't a significant amount of time, but it was three years. Okay. And then um, I'm assuming you filed? Yes. And and now okay. looking back, I filed, <laughs> this is the crazy part. I filed two, I think it was almost a year before I decided to move out because like I, like I said, I had the inkling, you know, wasn't quite sure, you know, if what I was seeing was, you know, was really, you know, the reality of it. But again, I think sometimes we, we try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, you, you don't want to uproot your children. You don't want to make, you know, major transitions and changes in their lives. So you just kind of wait, you know, wait it out a little bit. Um, so when I did file, it was just, I felt like that was the period in which, you know, I'm going to put you on alert. This is what I did. You know, you're either going to take this seriously and make some changes, or I guess I was kind of holding out for, okay, maybe it's not really what I think, but this person is going to, um, convince me, so to speak, in a way that where I feel, okay, you know, we're really intact. You know, it's not what I thought, but I just found that the, the behavior just got progressively worse. The level of, right. the level of disrespect just was just out of hand and the writing was on the wall. You know, I just, I guess I just needed that final piece to the puzzle and mm -hmm. seal the deal for me and say, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to, you know, touch base with my lawyer and just, you know, get the ball rolling and continue the process. Okay. So then you get through that. And at what point did you, I guess, start to heal from, from the process? How long did it take for you to get to a place where you felt like the healing had started. And I know as women, you know, and, and I know I can't speak for all women. I'm going to speak for me and some women <laughs> where we're petty. And so I know that I'm petty. I know that I hold grudges and I know that it's just hard for me to forgive. Like that's definitely something that I'm working on within myself, mm -hmm. but other people, you know, different stages, they can, they can do that. Mm -hmm. So for you, you know, what was the time period that you were like, okay, I can, I can learn to forgive and not necessarily forget, but I'm in a place where I can move on and he doesn't, he doesn't phase me, you know, Ooh. He, he's, a, he's a non-factor. Okay. To be totally honest, it takes a minute. It absolutely takes a minute. I don't buy into, you know, you have to be this martyr and you have to forgive a person. As mm -hmm. I tell people, I'm not Jesus. So <laughs> I'm far from, okay? And yes, I'm, my petty meter was off the charts. 
And <laughs> human, you know, like you're human. When you feel hurt, it's how you're going to react and respond. Is it always the best way? Absolutely not, in the view of some. However, right. if that brings you relief and and it you feel some sort of satisfaction afterwards, my thing is roll out with that. Like I feel like there is no specific time frame for you to feel whole again. It's everyone has their own timing. It is that's just that's just life. And I don't feel like mm. it's this rush to forgive. I read somewhere where it says you don't have to forgive the person who has wronged you. You mm. I feel like you set boundaries with that person. Absolutely. You do not allow that person to inflict the same type of behavior and you know on you again so you know so that's your way of kind of like keeping a guard around yourself from that person but i don't think there's a rush to do for you to you know for you to heal for the sake of others i feel like everything is all in your time frame for me like i said it took a minute i think it was just a matter of me feeling a sense of confidence again feeling like okay i can i can take care of myself I can handle the kids and it's not a walk in the park every day. It's not without stress as a single parent, but mm -hmm. knowing that I don't have to deal with, you know, how I was feeling prior to, you know, separating and getting divorced, that's like a silver lining. And that gives me a, a you know, a, a clear perspective in, in how I want to go, go on in terms of moving on, moving on with my life. So I no longer have to, knowing that I don't have to involve that other person in any decisions that I make, I feel like when you come to a place where you start to, you know, chart your course and what is, what is going to fulfill you, what's going to make you happy, that's when you just start to kind of release and let it go. Because with mm -hmm. raising children, you know, that's really the only time I have to, you know, involve the other person, so to speak. Right. But as far as my happiness is concerned, I'm the driver of that shit. So that in itself gives you th that having that perspective, I think, takes away, you know, wanting to re, you know, wanting to react as opposed to just you know, walking away or just not even entertaining it. So, but it takes a minute. I, I can't really give you a time frame. I will say it, it took years. And I think it was just okay. a matter of me coming into my own and just feeling more confident and knowing that you got this. You know what I mean? So I think when you mentally have that frame of mind, it puts so much more in perspective. And you look over and you're like, really? Okay. Right. <laughs> and you, you keep it moving. I mean, but again, all in when, when it's right for you, you know, as people okay. say, don't stay stuck in a place. I, I definitely would agree with that, but I don't think it's, it's a rush to do it. You know what I mean? Like just it's baby steps. Right. Any new transition is just a lot of baby steps until you get to where you want to be. And so in your journey, you know, you're divorced, you're moving on with life, you're moving ahead. When were you comfortable enough to start, I guess, dating again or allowing yourself to have companionship? Um, 
with other people and just you know that's one that that's a question I guess I have because I you know was separated but throughout our separation I didn't date because in my mind um I was still married to this person and even though I to get divorced because of what I had been through in my marriage it was important to to have it end with a clean slate like there was nothing I was giving you nothing to throw in my face (laughs) you know what I mean I was like no you're not getting that from me sorry (laughs) yeah I totally get that that's a tough one because I think once you're separated or at least for me I'll say personally once once you find out that your partner is, you know, having, you know, an outside relationship, and I don't know, it could just be women as a whole, you want a sense of feeling validated. So you may seek a relationship simply because you want the attention, you want to, you know, to have that affection replaced, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I, again, it's all in individual timing. What I will, like, if I had advice to give to myself prior to, it would have been to just wait and reflect more on enjoying me, you mm-hmm. know, and not rushing into, into a relationship. Uh, okay. Because I, I feel like your emotions are so raw that you may seek relationships. And I found myself doing this. You may seek not so attention from the wrong pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't be in a hurry to do necessarily seek out a relation, uh, like a, you know, seek out a relationship while I was separated, but just, you know, spend more time with working on my goals as opposed mm-hmm. to you know, making a, a new relationship kind of at the, putting that at the forefront. Right. I definitely can understand that because for me, I've just been, you know, single by choice and I was working on healing. And I think it was important for me to not go out looking for anything, Mm -hmm. but if something, and I guess another thing I should mention as well was that I, through this process, just got way more spiritual and did a lot more praying and, and was leaning on faith because I was just at a really, 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 really low point. Um, and so it really made me say, okay, I need to, I just need to reevaluate a lot of stuff, but my religion came into play with a lot of that. And so it was working on me and, and, and healing because God placed somebody in my life, I wanted to be able to recognize that person. And I wanted to be able to openly be able to receive that person and, and give myself to that person. But if I'm still trying to heal and I'm bitter, I knew that I I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't even recognize the person. And even if I did allow someone to come in, if I'm not healed, I don't want anybody paying for anything they didn't do to me. Like, why should another dude pay for something he didn't do? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And it would all be within me. Like, oh, these are my problems. These are my triggers. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, you didn't do this to me, but because of my history, right? you know, now you're going through all of this drama. So that's something that um, 
played at the forefront for me, which is why I was like, you know, I need to kind of be by myself for a little while. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's an excellent approach, Jen, because again, when you are just freshly, you know, when you're just coming out of, you know, a marriage and, and being separated, it's also new. So you really mm-hmm. don't know. I don't think we really know after experiencing all of that, who we are. You know, like right. you said, you, you don't want to, you know, you, you want to be able to recognize. And until you come to, you know, terms with who you are now, because I feel like this is kind of like, um, like a caterpillar. It's like, you're now this butterfly, but you need to figure out, you know, what it is you're going to look for in the next relationship, who it is, you, you know, you're going to look for. So I don't think in some cases we spend enough time um, working on that. So I think it's an excellent approach for you, you know, to move to the next phase. Like you, I really do suggest that women spend more time doing that as opposed to rushing into something too quick, quickly. And it's really funny because like men do it all the time. And then because they think differently, you know, we, we definitely think differently men and women Mm -hmm. and a guy, you know, like, it was funny. We were in court one day and it wasn't even about the divorce or, or us. We were in a a custody hearing, but um, the judge had brought up something and I was very, I'm, I'm very sarcastic and I have a slick mouth. (laughs) So she said something to the tune, like, you know, don't, don't be bitter and don't hold on to bitterness. You know, you see he's moved on. You need to move on. I said, I know I see he's moved on. He moved on while we were still married and I was his wife, you know, <laughs> and that was honest. Like, wow. And, yeah. And so, so men do that. Like men will move on while they're still in a whole marriage. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's a cute chick, a pretty face and whatever that's going to give him the time of day. And a lot of it, I think it's um, ego for them. You know, regardless of what you're not, you know, talk to your wife about it, discuss it. If you can't work it out, you know, separate and call it a wrap before you go start a whole nother relationship while you have a wife. Like, I don't understand that, but men do that. And so I also find that even without the infidelity, just, you know, once everything is, um, said and done a dude will like jump from relationship to relationship like there's no breaks you know and then wonder why stuff doesn't work out like dude maybe you need to chill out and find yourself and deal with some of your demons because if you don't you're gonna keep having the same cycle over and over again but they don't think like that you know what I mean no and I don't and so yeah that's that's a hard piece because like you said we when it comes to that, it's so different. Like even when I look at how quickly kids are introduced to new people, you know, it's Hmm. how we, you know, kind of broach that subject with our kids versus how they handle it is night and day. Mm -hmm. Cause I've even seen that on my side, you know, I feel like kids need to kind of be slow walked into, into certain situations. So they're not blindsided or feel, you know, that they need to um, accommodate, you know, the adult, so to speak. But um, it's definitely, yes, it's definitely, definitely different how we move, as she said, move on. Um, Mm -hmm. 
was out of line because I, I feel like in that position, your job is to focus on um, mediate, you know, acting as the mediator as it relates to the children, as it relates to, you know, whatever the, the you know, the issues at hand are as far as getting, you know, an amicable agreement as far as that's concerned. But moving on, that's subjective. That's, that's totally subjective. Definitely. And everybody needs their own time to like heal and, you know, mourn the loss of your marriage. Like, I don't know people it's it's really hard like you mourn someone's death and sometimes it takes years and years and years for you to mourn someone's death right Mm -hmm. so now you're mourning the death of your marriage and this person you were married to is still a living breathing human being (laughs) and but you're still mourning you know what you had with them and depending on the circumstances that led to the demise of your marriage you might be a little bitter behind it and and just hurt and it takes time to you know get through all of that and heal i think my biggest thing is for people to stop putting time limits on people and and making it seem like oh my gosh you know just get over it like no right you know what i mean take your time to do what you need to do if you were married for 15 years and y'all knew each other for 30 you know and this is something new for you you got 30 years of history you got to muddle through. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, so. yeah, it's not as simple as just, like you said, if you replay all the events that you think led up to it, because I think that's just a part of being human. You know, you'll go back mm-hmm. and you'll say, well, you know, what did, you know, and, and granted, I, I just think this is human nature. You might go back and say, well, you know, you replay everything. Well, what could I have done? You know, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, what ultimately, you know, and then you go into this, this place where, well, you know, what do I need to fix? Or, you know, was it, you know, I mean, you, it's just, like I said, it's just so many emotions that are just every day, you just replay everything. And like you said, and you replay the years and you, and, and every, and I'm not saying every day, but I'm just saying, as you start to reflect on, you know, where you are now versus what you've left behind, and close that chapter, Mm -hmm. there's a lot, you know, there's a lot in between. So it's not as simple as, okay, now I signed, you know, we've signed off on this divorce and, you know, we can finally wipe our hands clean and the slate is clean. It is to some extent, but I don't think as a human, I don't think there's anyone who can say that you don't, you've never reflected back on the number of years that you invested, you know, what went wrong, how, the why, I think that's just a part of being human. So that, therefore, I don't think it's even possible for people to just, you know, snap your finger and say, oh, moving on, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not that simple because emotions are involved. There's, you know, anytime I think we put our time and energy into Mm -hmm. whatever it is we're doing, it's, you know, that's flooded with, a, like you said, with, you know, yes, there's, there's anger. Yes, there are, um, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many emotions you can, you'll go through from the beginning to the end. It's just even hard to right. really put into words because it's just a part of being human. And like you said, the number of years that you invest in your relationship, you can't just turn it off just like that. Right. You know, and again, 
like you said, everyone has their healing time. And it's not to be compared with your friend over here, you, you know, your relatives. It, it, you, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. We all are, you know, we, we all go through and heal differently. You know, some, it's possible, you know, they can heal a little bit faster. But I also, too, think that, um, you know, one thing someone suggested for me is therapy. I'm not opposed to that. But I think, you know, that's another outlet for you just to kind of, you know, talk to someone outside of your, you know, your immediate circle of friends and family. That gives you a, a, a different right. perspective as well. Okay. And then, like, of course, just say before you were married, you probably had a list of, you know, qualities that you were looking for that you wanted and you had a list of deal breakers. Once you go through a marriage and a divorce, does that change for you? I'm sure, you know, time has gone by mm -hmm. and you've grown. Um, but what does that look like for you? The, the, the list that you had prior to, you know, being married and the things that you had wanted with your husband versus now looking at relationships and something worth, you know, giving somebody your, your time and energy after going through something like that. Whew. Now I feel like the list is like so long. And <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I work for like the FBI because now I'm just on alert. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking for the red flags. Like people say, <clears throat> like people give you red flags. You see them, you ignore them. You know, they're always visible. Granted, they're absolutely correct. I mm -hmm. think at the time in which I got married, I wasn't as, and uh, maturity plays, plays into a, um, a, a whole lot of what I reflect back on, is not being okay with recognizing when things just are not right. And I don't mean like someone's behavior. I'm just saying behaviors that are present typically, you know, is, you know, who the person is how we choose to package those behaviors is, you know, determines, I think, the progression of your relationship as you're getting older. Because I think with every year as a woman, things change with us. You know, from the minute mm -hmm. we become a wife to becoming a mother, we, we're we evolve, we change. Our needs are different in the beginning as versus how they are in the middle versus how they are at the end. So now I'm more centered on what is it that I not so much need from another person, but I look at more, how will this person complement life? How, mm -hmm. You know, I don't want someone to complicate my life, but I look at it as how can this person complement my life? You know, can they, you know, what can they add to, you know, some of the things that I enjoy, some of the things that I'm passionate about. So I'm more in tune with, you know, not someone coming in to project any type of stress, not someone coming mm -hmm. in, you know, to, I don't like that whole term, you complete me. No, I am whole. I don't want you to complete right. me. I want you to compliment me. So I look at things that I enjoy and I'm more aware of commonalities, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, something such as like religion, but just things like, you know, looking for a person who, 
you know, it's empathetic. You know, it's even my, my traits that I look for in a person are like a whole entire 360. You know, I, I joke around and say, like, I put someone under a microscope, but I think I'm just more cognizant in the beginning of people's behaviors than I was back then. Okay. Well, that makes complete sense. And I mean, it's funny because like while you're talking, I'm scrolling through Instagram and <laughs> I just came up on a quote from Steven Speaks and it says, take advantage of being single by using this time to focus more on you and your growth in life. And I was like, that's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> 100. So, yes, that he is absolutely correct. And we don't spend enough. We don't, I call, you don't spend enough time alone. Like it took me to mm -hmm. the kids and I moving um, from my mom's to having my own space again, you know, of course, my own space in the sense that I'm not with a spouse, because this is like my first time living on my own since being, um, you know, married, separated, divorced. So mm -hmm. I love, you know, coming in and just having my alone time. I don't care if it's if I go in the bathroom, close the door and just press after a long day mm -hmm. with the kids after you know just my schedule you know making sure you know things that you know for the week are taken care of as far as they're concerned but it's just nothing like it it's just like I never had a fear of being by myself I think you know some people go with that I never had a fear of being by myself it's like now I look forward to it you know not to say mm -hmm you know, I'm anti, you know, meeting someone or anti-relationship, but I think it's so important to know what, you know, that you can be by yourself and still feel happy, still feel fulfilled. And because you have interests that don't necessarily need to involve another person because you, you mm -hmm. things that you are interested in. And I think we lose that sometimes in relationships. We get so consumed with the relationship that we lose sight of who we are like you forget what you used to like before the relationship you you forget to you know focus on things that you really really enjoy because this other person doesn't necessarily enjoy that so that's why i'm saying like we all like i notice a lot even on social media encouraging you know um you know for me time go go see a movie by yourself take yourself to dinner what's wrong with that you know what i mean but i think we lose like once we get into different situations we lose sight of that like it's okay to enjoy mm -hmm. yourself it absolutely is I think it's it's really healthy and I think women should spend far more time doing that prior to considering marriage like I you know all circumstances are different but I think if I could go back and tell my young give my younger self any advice that would be it you know figure out what I love figure out what I'm passionate about you know, and spend that time getting to know me before, you know, entering into a marriage and, you know, and going full circle with, with, you know, the next phases of, of what marriage entails.
I think we were disconnected. Yeah, it sounds like we're back. It sounds like we're back now. Okay, so um, you were talking about basically we I might have to call you back. Where exactly did we leave off? Because you were like right in the middle. <laughs> oh, okay. saying something and it went out. Yeah, I was saying about, you know, if I had advice to give my younger self, it would mm. be, you know, making sure that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my me time or my time to myself mm. to, to know, you know, what is it that I love? What is it that I'm passionate about before taking on the next phase of entering into marriage and everything that marriage entails? Because of course, marriage goes way beyond, you know, the vows. It goes way beyond the dress. It goes way beyond the reception. And I think there's mm -hmm. so much consumption into all the, you know, the pomp and I call it the pomp and circumstance of, of the institution that enough time isn't focused on kind of merging two different people together and what the reality of that is as you move as you move forward and again as you start to get older you know your viewpoints are changing who you are is changing and i don't mean that in a bad way but i just feel like as we get older at least for myself you know how mm -hmm. i felt in my 30s is definitely not the way i'm feeling now at 48 almost 49 so mm -hmm. you need to be able to take that on and i'm thinking you know, if we would spend more time, you know, single, I think maybe that would put a whole lot more in perspective as we decide to make those choices, you know, as far as, you know, do we want to stay single? Do we want to, you know, get married? And then the whys that go along with it. Because mm -hmm. I hear people say, oh, I want to get married. But I wonder if I ask why, you know, could the average person give me a full-fledged explanation on why? Right. So I definitely um, wholeheartedly believe there is nothing wrong with, you know, getting to know yourself. Definitely. Um, I totally agree with you about the losing yourself, because once you get married and you have children, it's kind of like not even about you anymore. It's about the kids. It's about the husband. And then you're like, oh, I'm mommy. I'm wife. I'm doing everything for everyone else. And then you do stuff for yourself last because you're so busy doing things for your family but in the process of it all you know you lose yourself so I know for me I'm trying to find out who Jen is and um learning myself all over again at like 39 and it's just really it's weird I feel like I'm in a weird place because it's 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 an adjustment and it's you know something I've never dealt with before um but I know that from speaking with you because our our friendship goes beyond this and I've known you for eight years <laughs> I think we, we met back in 2010 um that you know you you definitely get through it and I commend you you know just and saying you know I'm just gonna go about my life and there's definitely life after having a divorce. Like life goes on. You can date, you can move on or not move on. You can be single. You can, it's, it's all in what you want. And you are 
making your own rules, mm-hmm. you know, as things go along. Um, so that's yeah, pretty great. I, so after, I wish we could bottle that up and like sell it because I feel like in some instances, like women are just like stuck, you know, like, oh, I don't know where to go forward. And, you know, you get into this like mental space but you have to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, it may not happen immediately. I mean, again, it's all in timing, you know, and is it, you know, is it going to happen overnight? Not necessarily. I, I, I seriously doubt it happens overnight. But I'm thinking, you know, if, if where you are now is at least 50% better than where you were, you're making progress. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't, you can't, as much as you, as much as you, you know, take time out to reflect on your past life. I mean, my whole thing is you, you have to be in, in a, in a, in a different space mentally that far mm-hmm. exceeds where you were. And I think if nothing else, that's like half the battle. Mm-hmm. That is like absolutely half the battle. Cause there's nothing like coming into um, a home and just not wanting to open the front door. And that's where I found myself. If I pulled into the driveway, I did not want to get out of the car. And that's mm. not, that's not the mental space I occupy now. And that in itself is right. like, whew, yeah, that's a blessing. Cause you know, it's just, when you get to a point where, where you live and home is supposed to be you know, your place of harmony and, you know, where you go to unwind, you know, enjoy when it no longer becomes that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not, not a good feeling. So that's, I think that's the joy in, you know, living out the next chapters, as I call it, according to your setting your rules, mm-hmm. you know, and you dictating what it is you want, not, you know, having someone else do that for you, not even your children, you know, I think it also is a good um, time to, you know, you learn the power of no, that's, that's what I say, like, even if you have to tell your kids, no, it's all about your sanity, it's all about and you keeping it together, and you being happy at the end of the night, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, and sometimes, yes, it may mean saying to your kids, no, this is not going to work. For and that's totally okay. Because again, I think now is our time. And it's not about being selfish. I just think it's just taking ownership. Our happiness and, and, you know, and not letting mm-hmm. um, even our children impose on that to some extent, because, you know, we, we will go over and beyond for our kids if need be. But I think at some time in, you know, in our lives, as we're going through this transition, we have to say no to them as well. And they'll, they'll recover. They'll be fine. <laughs> you know, but as I say, if we're not good, there's no way we can effectively, you know, be mom and be mom at, at full capacity. So we, you know, we have to just be mindful of keeping mm-hmm. ourselves sane, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the world and, you know, and just the things we have to juggle with on a daily basis just to keep everything intact for them. That's definitely true. Okay. 
Well, I feel like we have covered a lot and there's so much more to cover. Um, I definitely wanted our audience to get a sense of who you are, who I am, what our experiences have been, what we've been through. Um, why don't you tell them like why this even came about? Like, why is there a When the Vows Break podcast? Like, why is there a When the Vows Break blog? Why I do we have these platforms? It is extremely important to share our experiences. And I even found just blogging. There's always, even if it's just one person out there who can gain, um, you know, um, a better perspective of their situation based on your experiences. So I think the more, you know, transparent we are, the more honest we are about what we've gone through, what we've experienced and how we, we are, you know, as you know, as you said, you're fresh into this, but you give that perspective and you know what I mean? There's someone out there. I feel like no matter what our story is, it, it even if it touches person and mm-hmm. it helps them, you know, moving forward, that's golden. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I'm sure that as time goes on, we will definitely be reverting back to bits and pieces of our story. Um, but we definitely want to share motivational pieces. And I think current events oh, is going to yeah. be a big thing for us. <laughs> there is always something in the, in the news and on social media that definitely relates, definitely, yes. definitely relates to the topics at hand. Yes. And not for nothing, like lately, there's just been this influx of like, celebrity divorces like coming out the left and right field every time I turn around such and such file for divorce and you're just like really like I thought everything was beautiful but no like I get it like celebrities their lives are definitely in the spotlight so everything that happens to them is put in the forefront but we still have to remember at the end of the day they're human beings as well they have their lives that they're living and they're not exempt because they're like high profile people right. that always I think we get consumed with the exterior because what we see is just fluffy and it's you know it looks good and you know everyone's all smiles on red carpet but again you go home you share space and you're merging two two people two different people mm-hmm. you're bringing you know two different people together and again like you said we're all human we will disagree we will argue <laughs> you know it, it, it's no different. I mean, I think if nothing else, it's really showing you that the same struggles that we had, you know, as, as married people, it's universal, you know, it, it, it's across the board and money obviously is not a determinant for whether it's going to work or not, you know, because I look at these people and say, wow, well, you know, you could always, you know, take a trip or, you know, again, but if the, if the relationship is not intact, that's not always an option to, you know, spend money to kind of remedy problems that exist. You know, obviously that's, you know, that's, that's the case in some of these situations. I mean, we look at the celebrity aspect and say, oh, well, you know, why do they have problems? You know, they don't have to worry about money and, you know, everything's taken care of. But again, they're human beings, you know, and sometimes, you know, regardless of what's going on, whether it's, you know, infidelity, whether it's people just grow apart, 
it, it can be a number of things, you know, and mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that, that the reality of that is just, you know, it's just, I think it speaks volumes. Definitely. Well, I know one thing I'd like to explore the next time we're on is talking about some of the different celebrities we've seen um, go through relationship struggles in the spotlight and, you know, how they are dealing with certain things. Like, I love me some Beyonce and Jay-Z and the fact that they had a high-profile bit of drama which they monetized on because lemonade came out or four came out of it and they're doing great now you're like whoa how, how did y'all bounce back like i want your therapist like who, like how did y'all get through that get albums get it off your chest and now everything is just whatever but again we're only seeing one side of it we're seeing what's on the cameras we're not seeing what's going on when they're at home or anything like that but I would hope that, you know, genuinely they're doing great and, yeah. and they're still and, together. And one they thing happy, I noticed you know with what I mean? him, I think the last oh. thing that I noticed on Netflix, I think it was a preview of his interview with David Letterman. And he opens up about his infidelity. And then David Letterman chimes in about being, you know, unfaithful to his wife. So I don't think that's the, the entire, the, but it definitely was something that he touched on. So I have to tune in and, and, you know, sometimes I guess I get a little bit, uh, you know, are you guys now the spokesperson, you know, spokespeople for um, infidelity? You know, uh, I don't know. That whole situation has me kind of on the fence, you know, but mm-hmm. it appears, you know, again, it, it looks good, you know, how able to obviously work it out. Mm-hmm work on whatever the issues were and bounce back and, you know, and expand their family and, you know, continue business as usual. But, you know, is, I just feel like, are we not tapping into the why, you know, what is it that we Mm -hmm. in relationships need to work more on so that we don't get to those places? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah, they've worked on some things, things are, you know, intact They're, you know, it looks like a, you know, a blossoming relationship and, and family unit, but what, what was missing to even bring mm-hmm. it to that, that discussion, that conversation. Uh, and there's another interesting piece right. when he came out with 444, there was a forum of men speaking about love and, and not knowing what it was. I think that was kind of the gist of it, not growing up and not um, how to show affection. So I think it, it it's just, it's a broader topic mm-hmm. that we probably overlook and we don't put a lot of focus on. And maybe if we did spend a little bit more time in our relationships prior to going into marriage, we would know like what are the broken pieces that people have, you know, that would, you know, prevent them from whatever it is relationship that, that may come to the forefront. You know, it, I think it's, it's just, I think it would, it would just right. take an ongoing discussion. Um, and, and I mean, granted, people aren't going to open up to that extent. I, think, uh, I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think they give a glossy image of how it should be, but there's extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. to, you know, to who they are, you know, they're, they're a brand, you know, that's almost. Yeah, yeah but definitely. definitely. 
like, like I was just thinking want about it the other day. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about um, the whole Chloe uh, Kardashian shenanigans and like, you know, was that karma? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, you met this guy and he was like chilling with somebody else and then kind of he left that girl for you when she was like six months pregnant and then here you are the day you decide well not decide right. but the day you give him birth or whatever <laughs> you know he gets caught out there and then it's just been hush hush since like I haven't heard anything else about it like at all <laughs> so I don't know I get right. it you just gave birth you want your privacy you want to enjoy your daughter or yeah. I don't even know did she have a girl I think she had a girl I think they all had girls I'm like you know, they, they all, sisters are pregnant within months of each other and everybody gives birth to a girl. Mm. Well, like now, um, like now she's in but, hiding, but yeah. I don't know how you erase, I don't know how you erase that, you know, because mm-hmm. like you said, is it karma or the flip side of that is, are you imposing a lifestyle on someone who's just not ready for what you want? You know, you get 27 and, right. you know, a millionaire and just not ready to settle down on that level. You know what I mean? So again, you knew who the person was when you met them, granted, but are you also trying to impose something on someone who's just not quite ready for what you're ready for? So it'll, right. it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. That That's a that hard is... to swallow under the circumstances. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it has been a pleasure talking to you this evening. I am glad that we got to chop it up and and talk about your story. Um, and then we definitely got into some other things. <laughs> but but um, yeah, guys, please subscribe to our podcast. You can get more of discussions like this. Definitely, we will always be talking about relationships in some way, shape, or form, journeying through the divorce process. Um, We'll be talking about co-parenting, dating, fitness, everything you can think about. Like, I even thought about it today. I was like, I need to go to the gym. I need my body to be like (laughs) snatched for the summer. Mind you, I don't have a right, dude right. in mind, not trying you. to meet anybody, right. but I know I got to look good you for me. Yourself. <laughs> and, and again, Jen, that helps you, yes. you with your, it helps minimize your stress. Like people don't realize it's not just about the physical changes mm-hmm. that you'll see, but after I work out, it's such a, it's such a reliever of stress. Like whether it's from the day, the week, whatever, you know, it just mm-hmm. puts you, like I said, it just puts you in a better head space, mental space when you can, you find something to decompress, like, you know, taking yoga, whatever, you know, whatever you find is, you know, is something that you really, really enjoy. Yep. It, it mm-hmm. definitely works. I will attest to that. Awesome sauce. Well, you guys, we are going to be signing off. You guys have a lovely evening and we will be back with you soon talking about more of when the vows break. Bye. Thank you for (laughs) tuning in.